0: Last time on, a master's in matinee magic. Um, but you guys are on on Main Street in Havens Hope, out front of the, the used bookstore. Outnumbered by
1: pumpkins. A cave of books.
2: Um, Beth calls out, is your name Grace by any chance?
1: Well, this... Grace is messing with us, Beth. We just need to get out of here. You, you have met um,
0: Grace Hopeland, the mayor, sheriff, and owner of the bookstore.
2: Well... Debbie, I I think we should head to the theater, but I need to tell you, there was something unusual about that store. Something just didn't quite feel normal.
0: You know, she says uh, a woman said no to a proposal. <sighs> Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday, and that means you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Welcome to this special RPG episode of our show, where my co-hosts, Sean and Sonia, will be diving feet first into the Hallmark-esque world of Haven's Hope, a world that I made up. How could this town be any more perfect? To facilitate our game, (laughs) we will be using a modified version of the Genesis game system and their narrative dice. When our players attempt something, I will ask for a check based on their skill and the task's difficulty expressed in colored narrative dice. Based on those roles, they will succeed with conditions or fail as our story unfolds. Welcome to episode two of A Masters in Matinee Magic. You know, look, it's just really made the theater not a place people want to go to in town. So can you please just help me get these letters off so that people don't keep asking me. Why they can't get in the movie where clearly there's a movie playing at 9 p.m. up on the marquee?
1: Hmm. I bind. I bound up the ladder. Very perky. Very athletic. And I grabbed those mm-hmm. lights. I'm saying, I will help you, but we're not done talking about that, lady. So
0: Sean, uh, as as uh, Debbie bounds bounds up there, you you can see that you know at the top part of the marquee there are some areas that are hard to hard to get to. And the letters weren't put up there so great. Like, whoever did it, like, sort of just, like, threw them up there the best they could because it's just absolutely out of reach. And even you have trouble reaching. Um, but uh, you, you do notice there are some, you know, for lack of a better idea, there's some stones or something up there. And uh, Sarah says, like, I don't need the, Like, just throw these at this thing and then maybe they could just break and fall. Like, I don't need them. I just need them down. So if you think you can throw these rocks at this thing, please,
1: please do. Well, I say that's a very strange thing to say, but I'll give it a shot. I'll throw it a couple of so uh
0: Sean, why don't you uh, make a, a ranged light attack with two purple uh, to, to huck a rock at these marquee letters and see if you can take them down. Are you on
1: the ladder? Yeah, I'm on the ladder.
0: Yeah, yeah. So two purple ranged light to just like throw the... Throw them, throw them there, and then th- put a black black die on there, Sean. Oh, I I did it a without black, black die. die. I did it without. Uh, a black roll die. the roll the roll the black die in addition to just roll the. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, so, Sean, uh, Debbie's able to just like, you know, like she trains since college, mm-hmm. just to throw this rock, mm-hmm. and it just shatters the T in Cary Grant the, right at the end of the mark. Like the last letter just comes down, and. Uh, as you sort of like skillfully, you know follow through the way that you're meant to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you realize that you are in fact on a ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that ladder begins to wobble and you start to fall off oh. that ladder. And Beth, the only thing that you can see is that suddenly, uh, almost impossibly, a tall, dark and handsome man is a, there to catch Debbie. Is it like the, like the man? It's a man. Hey man. Uh, anyway, he uh, he catches Debbie, and then sets her gently down upon the sidewalk. Uh oh. You know, and 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 says, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, some sort of like, uh, there's uh, rungs for a reason, there, little lady, something stupid like that.
2: That <laughs> frowns.
1: I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I dust off my shoulders my my short skirt that was i did not expect that to happen Uh, thank you so much tall jack and handsome stranger
0: uh uh he he nods before he sort of walks away and as he sort of strolls on down the street he does look back at you with a you know with a smile on his face as as he sort of carries on around the corner um and uh uh, you know, Sarah's. Thank you, thank you for helping me with this. So she sort of cleans up the bit of, I don't know, are those marquees? Are they glass? Maybe glass. Something uh, would shatter. I don't, know. I don't know. Plastic or something. Uh, anyway, she cleans up whatever's there, whatever debris is there.
1: I jab my finger back into Sarah's chest and I say, "And whom was that?" <laughs> she's, I don't know. Some guy in town.
0: And uh, Sarah's. She's out of here. Like she. She doesn't <laughs> like your your attitude at all. Uh, so she takes her ladder and her bucket of letters, and she's heading heading
2: back to
1: wherever she's off to.
2: Beth calls behind her. Thank you for your help. <laughs>
1: I turn to Beth and I say, "What a strange woman! Did, did you find that interaction quite strange?"
2: Honestly, Debbie, I don't think I've found a single thing not strange since we've gotten here.
0: Ah, uh, great. Uh, and uh, you guys stand before uh, The Grand Hall Theater um, Which I mean From the outside looks pretty nice You you guys sort of You know now that you're close enough to sort of see beyond the glass You do see a lot of dust in there
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, But uh, yeah you've reached the Grand The Grand Hall Theater
2: um, Beth Beth takes out the key that Grace gave us mm-hmm. And inserts it into the front door
0: And uh, you know it. it it's it's all sort of an old-timey you know ornate situation but it slides slides in like a dream and clicks right open you know like it was freshly it was
1: freshly greased
0: freshly greased or whatever yeah Ooh. wd-40'd um and you guys are in the sort of antechamber where um you know you'd buy tickets and then there's you know another set of doors into the lobby um And uh, everything looks—it's not like it's not been maintained. It's dirty. Like it's not like they clean it very often. Maybe you know, maybe they clean it. Maybe they don't. Maybe once a year. Who knows? But it does look like things were put away. Like this Hmm. place wasn't abandoned. You know, like like they sort of shut it down proper for the night one last time, and then never came back. Um, So you know, things like the where you would see what shows are on, that's all down you know, like there's nothing, nothing like that is up. Um, and, uh, as you guys progress to go into the lobby, um, a thing, uh, near the side of the, uh, it's, well, it was on the wall adjacent to the, uh, um, the marquee I, or the place where you buy tickets, um, is a, a thing, uh, that we don't know that like you and I have never interacted with really, um. It's a booth, it's a large booth, uh, it's ornate, uh. And in it is a telephone, so one could call it a phone booth, perhaps. Oh, okay. uh, I've heard maybe. Of tell of this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. You know, playing these fantasy things, it's really hard to come up with these new well, inventive places a and like things.
2: That, yeah. You
0: know. It's made up thing. uh, anyway, <laughs> it is. It's nineteen ninety-five. What do you guys want to be? Um. The phone begins to ring.
1: We both jump. Mm. It really pierces the air. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just ringing. It's just sitting there ringing.
2: Beth looks at Debbie and says, should should we answer it?
1: I say, I think we should. I stride over and I pick it up. And I say, hello. Uh,
0: You hear a, a very panicked and somewhat frantic voice on the other side. Uh, say, did you get in? Of course you got in. You answered her from in. How long have you been in? How long have you been there? What have you found? I quickly wave Beth over, and we both are pressing our ears against the receiver. Um, The woman on the other end just keeps asking you questions, not even giving you time to respond. She's just asking you, like, did you find anything? Did anything turn on? What's going on there? How long have you been inside? When are you coming out? Just, like, all of these questions, just, like, coming at you. Do we recognize say, the voice? Uh, you do not recognize
1: the voice. I say, I demand, who is this? How did you get this number? Ah, um,
0: uh, she, uh, she sort of like hears you, but sort of finishes her train of thought, and she says, uh, um, uh, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I'm Darcy. I'm Darcy Miller, and I've got this whole thing figured out. You guys are the last piece of the puzzle." I need you to, I, I, I'm going to figure it out. I know everything that's going on. I've got it all down here. I've got it all figured out. This whole thing, I'm going to blow the whole thing wide open. Um, and, she, you know, she keeps going on about how she's going to win, you know, a prize for journalistic writing. And this is the biggest story that's ever been. And all of these sort of, you know, big plans she has once she gets this scoop.
2: Um, Beth keeps trying to say something, but Darcy's like talking mm-hmm. over her and going and going yep. and going. Finally when she's able Beth says Darcy how who, how did you know we were coming how do you know who we are
0: I got I got eyes everywhere I got people talking words on the street informants all the things I knew you you know I I thought you'd be here a half hour ago that's fine it's not a big deal you got the key you got inside have you gone through the theater yet and for the first time she like that was the question where she pauses like she she that's the thing she wants to know
1: Um, I say you can tell your readers if there are any that we have not gone through yet. And also, this is none of your business. This is our research. And Professor Templeton's.
0: Uh, I know Templeton doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I fully get it. I totally understand. I just need you guys to come talk to me after you get the data that you can in there. Okay? Um... And sort of the the threat, Sean, of, you know, not giving her what she's after has sort of slowed her down and calmed her as she starts to maybe charm you. Maybe she's trying to, you know, you know, like this will be really big for you guys. Be published everywhere. All your work will be out there. Your hard, hard work. It's going to be good. All you have to do is not tell Templeton about me and then we can just come have a chat. That's all you need. My ears
1: perk up a bit. I I perk up. <laughs> I will. I say, well, let us know where we can find you at least, mysterious woman. Uh,
0: she's, you know, she says, just go through, take your time. Uh yeah. You know, I'll be, I'll be here. You know, I know I'm, I'm not going out there. That's for sure. But uh, just stop by um, the old printing store where they used to print the paper. It's. I'm here. No one else is coming around. They all use everything's on Pinterest now, so there's no there's no printing happening here anytime soon. So just come by mm-hmm. once you once 1995? you've got the data. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And then does she hang up?
0: Um, I don't think she would hang up first. I think she would try and like get a quote for like like you know like she's trying to keep you interested and like maybe saying something that she might be able to use you know like oh how have you you know what are your thoughts on the town so far and like utter sort of nonsense um that ultimately is sort of you know kind of a crappy thing to talk to a person about (laughs) just like you know really working you to get this story
2: Hmm. beth looks at debbie and vehemently shakes her head
1: I say goodbye, Debbie, and I hang up. And then I nice. press star sixty nine.
0: Um, and, uh, I as far as I understand, a number would call back with a number that you had called that the caller had called from. I oh, think. really? I, I thought it would it just tell you. where, well, who knows? No, it would. How else would it tell you? you the number on the phone, right? Like like a robot calls you and repeats the numbers. Uh, isn't it? I thought so. Isn't it? Yeah. It so, so we get yeah, the number, yeah. is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, okay. I think it's trapper Keybird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I write okay. yeah, I write down the number. Nice. Okay. Um
2: As they're uh, hanging up the phone, um, Beth realizes how close she and Debbie were standing together, blushes deeply, and kind of steps away quickly.
1: Oh nice. I take notice nice. of that. Oh. I do. How
0: do how do you feel about it, Sean? Um
1: I know I don't or, even sorry, know.
0: Or sorry, how do you feel about it, Beth?
1: Debbie, Debbie. Oh
0: my God, I'm <laughs> mixing up my best and Debbies.
1: Um, I'm like, that was interesting, but Ooh. you know, everyone's acting a little strangely in this town. True, very true.
0: Um, and uh, before you, the the grand the grand hall uh, is uh, open and quiet to you.
2: Um, before we go through those doors. Can we take a quick look around and see if there's anything unusual in this antechamber other than the phone booth?
0: Uh, roll up, roll a, a three purple perception check. Uh, you know, you st- sort of start looking around. Um, I, I It might be a problem in that you're not sure what you're looking for. Um, but it becomes very obvious to you that, like, because of things like dust and, you know, other sort of stuff on the floor or, like, I don't know what you call it i guess it's just dust on windows and stuff Hmm. but wherever you go there's very clear evidence that you've been there right like you can see maybe like subtle footsteps and you know things disturbed Um, that we
1: have been there
0: yeah but uh you know not that you you at this point you see no indication of anything else Hmm.
1: okay Hmm. i said well beth should we turn on our chronometers or whatever device Professor gave us.
2: I suppose so. Do you think? Do you think we should go check out the lobby before we try setting up?
1: Um, well, I think we could turn it on and then, at least before we start doing anything, we don't know what readings we're going to get. He hasn't explained anything to us.
2: Um, fine. That's fine, Debbie. Whatever you. Think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am quite enjoying this interplay. Uh, Okay, Um, so Debbie opens up the presumed bag that uh, Professor Templeton had given to you. Um, There's stuff in there, and it kind of like attaches, like you're sort of like a Ghostbuster with all of the different things. So, you know, you've got these like weird sort of goggly things that you both adhere to your face. And um, one of you has a you know what used to be a scientific calculator um, and uh, part of a, um, a cash register and uh, you know you're sort of able to hold it like a gun and uh, as it takes a reading it sort of makes a little printout that sort of like shoots out on a roll of thing. Um, you know the other one of you has like a what looks to be a modified like uh, metal detector or something. Uh, you know it too is also like printing out a strip of paper That has like meaningless dots on it, uh, but it is sort of like printing out. It is gathering Um, data. It's total. It's doing something, Um, and uh, you know you've got sort of other different devices that, essentially, you like turn on and wear, and they have like dials and lights that turn on, and uh, um, the noticeable thing from all of this is that it all is very weighty from battery. So, like, everything has, like, a giant battery taped to it that you have to, like, now hold and manage. Um, and you guys essentially find yourselves encumbered in terms of wandering around this place. So, like, moving around and everything is fine. But if you're holding all this stuff and you want to interact with thing, you either have to, like, put it down or mm-hmm. do something else. So, essentially, until you tell me otherwise, your hands are full. Okay. So, um... Just, uh, just an, a note, a note for you guys. Um, anyway, uh, you guys are all kitted up and, uh, maybe, you know, you see things with a bit of a green hue through your goggles, oh. but, uh, the theater is before you. Well, the, the theater lobby, I should say.
1: I kick the swinging door open and we both step through into the lobby. Uh, roll, Sean, roll me a one purple brawl check. Brawl!
0: Brawl. Brawl me. Okay, brawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Um, Sean, you take one physical damage as oh. Debbie, like, kicks this door open, and the glass of it just shatters all over her <laughs> Is that uh, a wound? Her leg. I take a wound? Yeah, one wound. One oh wound. God. Yeah, you got hurt. You got physically hurt. Um, oh as as you uh you know maybe if you'd been wearing pants i would have given you some sort of bonus to that role but you clearly said <laughs> wow. you wow the
1: patriarch so... again yeah
0: <laughs> but uh um yeah you've shattered this entryway into the theater uh just absolutely destroyed it with your powerhouse kick <laughs>
1: damn
2: beth um carefully steps over the broken door and goes over to debbie are you okay
1: yeah, I did not mean to do that. I really thought it was a normal kick, but uh, my mistake, and I'll be fine. It's just a little glass. I've taken bigger hits like than this, playing, you know, a polo with my horses, <laughs> uh, a rogue mallet to the thigh, all that, so I'll be fine. Uh, and Sean,
0: I will say any, you know, any applied hosiery will definitely uh, treat that wound and keep it contained. <laughs> You know, you're not bleeding out or any sort of uh, (laughs) thing like that. Um, You guys enter the the theater lobby. Um, It's a weird mix of, like, 80s infrastructure and then 60s sort of gaudiness, plaster, you know, colored uh, gold, uh, all that sort of thing. Um, There's a concession stand on either side it's a one theater place, right? Like it's, it's just Mm -hmm. got one, it's not a cineplex or anything, you know, like it's just got one. So it's got two entrances sort of on either side beyond, um, the velvet ropes are still up. That would allow a person to, yeah, you know, like walk up and get in beyond the concession stands. Again, as I said, everything's sort of packed away neatly. Like there's not any rotting food or anything like that. Um, uh, but just beyond where you would sort of go in, Uh, there is a golden bust, uh, sort of in a glass. Well, no, I guess it wouldn't be glassed off, but it is sort of dusty and covered up. Um, just sort of standing on a plinth, uh, a a ways in there.
2: Beth, um, wanders over to that plinth and takes a look at the golden statue.
0: Um, so, uh, it's, it's of a man, um, And uh, if you wanted to get a look, like, you'd have to sort of take a minute to wipe it off uh, Beth.
2: Okay, Beth puts down one of the devices in her hand Mm -hmm. and wipes down the statue to get a better look.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So you sort of wipe it down. You find, like, the thing detailing the man, you know, who was so generous to the town to build it. Um, You know, of course, the Grand Hall, named after its founder, Mark Hall. Uh, the builder of theaters and uh, purveyor of of such things. The inventor
1: of halls. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so this is uh, uh, Mark Halls theater and uh, he sort of uh, gifted it to the town so that people could watch movies you know in the in the late 60s, um, possibly after he you know made quite a bit of money off of it or maybe he didn't, who knows? But, um, uh, you know, you you get this impression. And then, uh, Sonya, as Beth picks up her modified electronic device, um, you can see, like, if you had the one with dots and it had one dot, now there's ten dots oh. all over the thing.
1: Our reader seems to be picking up on something. It's, but again, it's going off. We don't know what it is.
2: Debbie, there's something going on. There's, I'm getting some kind of signal here. I really wish Professor Templeton would have trained us on these devices and what they mean, but clearly there's something here.
1: Well, if wishes were dimes and nickels, we'd be rich, Beth, as they say in my hometown. But I stride over, and I, I also take a look at the bust, and my readings also start going off. And we exchange a look. Like something's like, something's up with this bust, um, Sean. Actually,
0: uh, roll. A, um, is there coordination? Is that what it is? Oh. Give me a two purple yeah. coordination check. Um, yeah, n- you know your your device is going off too. A thing is happening on it, and it's going up and down. Uh, as as you walked closer to this bust,
1: wow. Well. I write in my notebook that we seem to have been getting a big reading from this statue. And I'm like, we should keep moving, I guess.
2: I suppose. I had to put, down,
1: we... my, I had to put down my equipment to write, of course. You up. did, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. You absolutely did, yeah. And it was cumbersome.
2: Should we perhaps check out the concession stand?
1: Please. Maybe we'll uh, find I some stale popcorn or something. <laughs>
0: Uh can I get maybe vigilance Sonya? Beth sort of starts uh maybe like understanding what these devices are doing. You know, in sort of a metally detectory way in that, you know, you go around and you don't really get anything but then you kind of do if you move a certain way and back and forth, that sort of thing. And uh you hop behind the concession stand and you're sort of looking around. And uh, as I've said, like, the place was put away, but put away for a night, not put away forever. So there is stuff back there. Like, there is there is some things. Um, and uh, Beth takes one strain as she sort of turns to look at a cupboard that appears to have been opened quite recently by human hands.
1: Oh.
2: Why did that strain me?
0: Uh, well, you it really got strained strain because of the... It got strained because of the threat, but uh, you know it's scary. It's a, it's an alarming uh, it's an you alarming
1: tw- thing. You twisted your neck um, so quickly. Yeah,
0: and like, uh, Sonia, as Beth sort of looks at it, like there's you know in the space where the cupboard was, there is um, you know footprints and indications of man, but then away from it, there's nothing. You're listening to a special RPG version of spoiler alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We'll be right back after this short commercial break.
2: Is the cupboard, like, half open?
0: It would be, like, just like a jar. Like, just, like, open a tab.
2: Debbie?
1: Beth, what do you see back there? there,
2: I think there might be someone in this cupboard. I'm scared to open
1: it. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm coming back there. Um... I grab, like, a piece of popcorn-making equipment, a pot, and raise it above my head. Mm And like, well, I put down my chronometer or whatever. Yeah. And then I grab this pot. And then I say, okay, open the cupboard. And if someone's in there, I will whack them over the head.
2: Beth very slowly and carefully swings open the cupboard.
1: Um, As you
0: get it, like, an inch open, something pushes it the rest, like, pushes against you the rest of the way open. And, Sean, you, uh, Debbie sees, like, movement. Like, act, like, something's moving, you know. Um, do you swing?
1: I scream, and I swing wildly at the thing that's moved.
0: Uh, roll a one purple brawl. Uh, brawl. Or, no? you've got a pot, so that'd be a one purple melee. Uh, with, with, uh, with two, two blue advantage dice, please. Oh, man. As as this like it's like the the, the the thing that swings for the popcorn, right? Like that yeah. pot that's in the machine, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that thing. A, as it connects with the floor, the what's left of the rat just disintegrates out uh, uh beyond the reaches of the pot. And like you just absolutely hammer it. this thing. You know well, like, like you just you I'm like not you just around. No. Like that is a lot of damage on that on that guy. Like you hit that like that rat is done as it sort of was scurrying away from the um the cupboard.
2: Beth um, um turns around and throws up.
1: Oh jeez. Okay. Because that was, so sh- that was so gross. I was very shocked and I put the pot back down and then I I go to rub Beth back. Like, oh, that, sorry, you had to see that. That was sick.
2: As soon as you touch Beth, she yeah. kind of like flinches and starts blushing yeah. again.
1: Oh, I, I get, it. I see, what, I see what's up. Ooh, um, but does, but does Debbie? Debbie does many things. Dallas. <laughs> um, Debbie says, "Okay, all right, if you're done vomiting." We should start, start this, we should start, keep going, see what else we can find. But as you have observed, there's definitely someone has been here and they have been in and around here.
0: Um, And uh, Sean, as Debbie looks at the cupboard, um, you know, there's like, like the things you'd expect to see sort of rummaged around in there. But then there's also things that are like opened, not by a rat. Oh. Oh, Like, like packets of um, of uh, uh, oil that you would dump in to make popcorn and salt mm-hmm. um, but the rat like would gnaw through and you know rip a thing open and these are open it like opened the way a human would open them
2: and were the were the footprints on the ground were they human as well?
0: Yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and in fact Sonia I should I may have misspoken um they're like footprints like not shoe prints foot oh like like a
1: shoeless human foot sick i think someone's been squatting here Beth. i think we're gonna walk into a some sort of squatter's den
2: It, it looks that way but why do they not have shoes on
1: they made themselves a home you know when you live somewhere you don't you know you take your shoes off you stay a while anyway that's from my studies on uh on the homeless individuals of 1996 i took a class (laughs) once
0: well that came in handy um (laughs) anyway um sonia i would say that i think beth does have some sort of understanding of what these devices are Uh, like you know, there's only so long you're gonna use a screwdriver before you do kind of figure out what it is. And like I'm not saying you're getting a ton of understanding from what's being printed off of the thing, but like you know, you kind of get what's going on. Uh, these are similar a bit, a bit more.
2: These are similar to the devices I use when I'm out examining whales.
0: Oh man, that's a convenient plot uh, line in there. Okay, yeah, whale, let's use that. Whale, whale. <laughs> Um, And yeah, you guys are able to sort of look through the lobby and concession area um, and, you know, again, gather data. Um, uh, There are, again, spots that are hotter than not. But as far as you can tell, there's no like very clear indication of why something would be that way at this point in time.
2: So there's no like clear pattern to when the devices are going off?
0: Uh, no, not, not, not unless you have anything more specific to ask me.
2: Um, like, is there a certain substance in each of those a, a areas? Met- a
1: metallic substance of some sort. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Sonya, roll, what is this gonna be?
0: I think, I think this is a perception check, but give me a four purple and a black perception.
2: Dang, okay.
0: I, I think Beth, like, apart. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but once she sort of gets the thread, does she keep pulling? Like she thinks she can figure this out. Yes. Yeah. So, like, is it's her nature to sort of like keep on trying. Yeah, she's um, very you, stubborn. Yeah, you you weren't like you weren't able to get from the perception check what's go like you don't quite have an understanding of what's going on yet. But there you you know, there is something telling in that, oh, there is nothing that um is you know, is triggering this part of the device. So it's, you know, it's not this. It's not this. These things aren't in the same place. So, you know, you are starting to sort of figure stuff out, but you definitely do not have the full the full picture yet at this point.
2: This is this is so curious, Debbie. I just uh, there's something here and it's kind of in the back of my brain, but I just can't quite seem to put my finger on it.
1: Debbie straightens her shoulders. She's like, "Let's Get into the actual theater itself. We have come as far. As we need to get inside. Uh,
0: Debbie stomps her way in there. Yeah. Uh, I, again soon. Assume with Beth
1: not far behind. Again, kicking a swinging door. Yes.
0: <laughs> this time, you know, it's a, uh, it's the padded theater door. So I, I, I assume it swings back as well. Yeah. Um. So there's, you know, there's not as much. Um. And you walk into a very uh, ornate uh sort of like plaster reliefs all over the place of this theater. Uh at this point, uh especially to nerds like us, it becomes very obvious that this was once like a theater, like mm. an actual, you know, like not a flyhouse? Is that what they call it? Flyhouse? Um yeah. Mm. Not nothing that fancy but a stage, like a you know, where yeah. shows live shows were put on. And then at some point they hung a curtain permanently and put in a projector room, that sort of thing. Um, it's actually probably pretty beautiful if, you know, it was cleaned and maintained. Uh, a lot of red velvet, um, and uh, maybe like ten percent creepy. Is it like, know, like
1: just like? Is it completely dark? I assume it's, it's really... very dark. Yeah, mm.
0: but uh, you find yourselves in in the theater. Uh, I will say that the the glasses you're wearing do offer sight. Oh. Like you are not like you like. You, you know it's not
2: a like well-lit room by
0: any stretch but you can see where you're going and navigate around the seats um as i said before it's very simple like there's no balcony you know there's no like w- like wings or anything like that you know there are sort of gaps where the doors in and out are that kind of stuff but uh it's it's a very simple theater uh with this a, a screen at one end
2: and what's happening with our devices?
0: Um, as as before, they're up and down. Sonia, roll me a two purple coordination. Um, and this is now just you, like, again, understanding what these things are doing and sort of, like, understanding how to use them together to glean a bit more information. Oh, my. Uh, this Sonia has very much not succeeded in doing that um actually that makes quite a bit of sense sonya you're like all over the place with these things like <laughs> one second the spot is hot the next second it's not uh you know like you're sort of uh moving around and uh doing everything sonya roll me a, a two purple perception check uh and take that boost from your advantage there as you're sort of searching around um, you know, you're you're sort of scanning again. You're basically just doing your job, right? Like just sort of being thorough. And at some point, you look up, and on the screen there, you know, there's a sea of white, and it'd be green through your green goggles. Um, but there's a speck of black. Like there's just this this one tiny dot of
1: black on this perfect screen.
2: Debbie. Do you Are see you seeing that?
1: this? I see this. Is it a hole? Let's get closer. Who who approaches the the thing? I stride closer. Debbie strides closer.
0: How is Debbie looking at it? Do you touch it? Do you look at it? What do you do? She
1: hops up onto the stage and approaches the screen. And she goes to touch it and realizes that it is not a hole in the screen. Uh, you find out it is,
0: in fact, a hole in the screen. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, you you sort of, like, wave your hand over it, and you sort of feel the air from behind, you know, come through. Uh, And, you you know, you stick your finger in it. And as you do, you feel nothing on the other side. But uh, you're both suddenly blinded uh, as the projection turns on. And the Cary Grant movie that was on starts playing at full volume. And um, both roll a uh, two purple vigilance check to sort of be able to rip your goggles off in time to not be blinded by this white light. Debbie uh, is able to rip her glasses off just in time to not sort of be staggered by this. But uh, you do take a strain as, uh, you know, it's sort of the light entering your eyes does begin the start of a migraine. Um, Beth is able to whip hers off and whip around, and, uh, she's rolled a triumph in our game, which means something very good, and, uh, Beth, you see a figure in the projection booth scurry away, um, and, in fact, it scurries up the wall, like, you're able to see, like, into the back of the room, and you see a humanoid figure rise, you know, like a, like a bug, like, climb up
2: Beth. in a way. Beth lets out the craziest string of curses Debbie has ever heard. <laughs> Did you see that?
1: Uh, no, I cannot see anything. I am blinded.
0: No, you, uh, Sean. Uh, Debbie can't see. She oh. you did save yourself, but you did get—you
1: caught a threat, so that's why. Okay. You, well, you I strained my—I strained my damn neck, and I was distracted. <laughs> there
2: there was a person, I think something, climbing, climbing up the back wall of the projection room. Oh, Should we go check it out?
1: Ridiculous. Yes, we can go. I—I I know that you're frightened, and you're obviously like seeing things but that cannot be real this can all be explained let's go take a look
2: beth frowns mutters, um, i know what i saw
0: uh you guys uh make your way up there i assume back through the lobby through some sort of office or something um you guys you know head up to some back hallway that leads to you know the administration zone of the theater and um uh it's a dark, it's a dark, long, dark hallway with, with two doors in it. One sort of, not exactly like across from the other, but like, a, you know, a door on the left and then a few feet down, a door on the right.
2: Do we know which one is the projection room?
0: Uh, from Just from the way you're sort of oriented in the building, you very much assume it's the left. There's not, like,
1: there's not a lot of places it could be. Okay. So, we sprint down the hallway... And boot the door open on the left.
0: Um, you go in. The film is still playing. Um, you you can see the space is a mess. Like it, like it's much more disheveled than anything else you've seen. Um, it uh, is is littered with like new and old candy bar wrappers and other sort of things that would have been down in the concession. Uh, there's probably, like, used bags from popcorn just crumpled up and thrown off to the side. Uh, there'd be a chair that's sort of, like, placed beside the, the projector. Um, you know, giving a great view of the screen, certainly. But, um, lots of different films sort of, like, all strewn about but still on their reels, right? Like, so still, like, kept to watch but just, like, you know, all sorts of over the place. And is there anyone
1: in the room?
2: There's no one in the room. Mm-hmm. I swear, well, Daddy, I there was someone here.
1: I'm sure uh, it was one of those one of those squatters. Just like this is where they live. They've been eating all this food. They've been entertaining themselves, trying to scare us with this film, or maybe trying to uh, entertain their their flop like flop friends.
0: Uh, Sonya, roll. Uh, give me a perception check. And um, I'll, uh, make it too pur- too purple, but add too blue because you did get a triumph where you sort of saw this figure crawl off to figuring out sort of where you were standing and where you could have seen through the glass and all this sort of stuff. And um, you sort of investigating, you maybe see a few like scratch marks, you know, like disturbances in the in the dust on the floor and whatnot. And um, you walk up. And, you know, you start looking where you saw this figure go up. And uh, you look up and there is a large vent, like a very big vent that's open. And you see these two eyeballs just staring back at you. Uh, And uh, you sort of lock eyes. In that moment, what do you do?
2: Debbie?
0: Uh, And all of a sudden, this figure descends upon you. Um, oh oh my god (laughs) uh, and it jumps down and it sort of tries to like like jump on you maybe not to it's definitely trying to sort of push you out of the way but it's not attacking you I think is the way to um, however it fails in doing that And as it sort of leaps out from, like, I assume an open vent, which I think would kind of be hard, it sort of goes to, like, push you out of the way and run. But it, like, slips and then it sort of falls down. And instead of running for the door, it runs for the stacks and stacks of reels and things and starts, like, knocking them over. So you sort of don't have eyes on this thing, but it did just sort of, like, run and knock over a bunch of stuff right there. Beside both of you guys, uh, Sonya, it did not knock you over.
1: Um, I drop my chronometer and grab a big hefty reel and whip it frisbee style towards oh. this uh, towards this figure. Make a one purple ranged heavy shown. Ah,
0: so Debbie grabs the biggest reel she can find, probably an IMAX.
2: No oh, one even yeah. knows why it's
0: there absolutely yeah. and and she hucks it and with you know not not deadly but dangerous precision. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you hear it uh, uh, strike, you know, like the sound of um, of of I don't know, metal hitting meat is heard <laughs> and uh, <laughs> before you. Uh, the man who has sort of crouched in behind all this stuff stands up and he's visibly like been hit in the collarbone with this giant reel and he's sort of coughing. And he's like, why would you do this? What are you doing to me? What's going on? Why would you throw this? His clothes are destroyed, you guys. He was at one time wearing a very nice tuxedo. And now it has just been like grabbed thread by thread and it like it is just disintegrating on his body um he looks pretty old like 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 he looks older but he whatever he has gone through has aged him
2: <laughs>
0: wow it, it has aged him and he's just sort of like why would you throw that like why that, this is very inappropriate why would you do that to me um his teeth are crazy, like just absolutely black and yellow and um, there, there is a smell. You, you, know, mm. you now notice a smell.
2: Mm. Game's
1: yeah. over, hobo.
0: <laughs> That's what I asked. Uh, hobo! <laughs> <laughs> Who's, who are you calling a hobo? This is I believe I was the last one to rent this theater and until somebody else does, I will uh, hang around.
2: That says, who are you?
0: who are you of course i'm dr templeton what are you talking about (gasps) and uh as as you guys look you you do see a striking resemblance to the professor who sent you here um to this man and they don't look the same but they look similar and he sort of you know writes his body and uh he he's kind of trying to like Maybe he was feral a few minutes ago, hmm. but now he's just trying to make himself look um, a little presentable. Um, anyway, he, uh, you know, who are you? Who are you here? You, got, you, you guys have all the questions. I can ask questions too. Who are you?
1: Well, I am Debbie Darwin. This is my colleague and friend, uh, Beth Basie. And we were sent by another Professor Templeton to investigate this theater. You wouldn't happen yeah, to know he, him, would you?
0: Uh, and he, like he's just so dejected. Like, you guys make the same mistake everyone else does. That's Professor Templeton, my brother. I'm the older brother, Dr. Templeton, M.D. Okay? I'm sick of this this, this confusion about who we are. It's quite simple. He's a philosophy guy and I am a doctor. Yes, we both have a PhD. Yes, I know we're both technically doctors. Professor Templeton, Dr. Templeton. You know, and like his attitude is like, you should know this. Like, why are you even confused about about this? Uh, and, uh, you know, he's maybe doing a good job of fixing himself up, even though you can see his entire midriff, you know. Huh? Like, he's he's straightening his tie and he's still sort of doing stuff. There might be something he's sort of checking his teeth in, but, um, no, uh, no, no, there's not.
1: Are there any other Templetons we should be aware of, sir? Uh, you
0: know, he shrugs and he says, you know, mom and dad passed long ago. Uh, thanks for, you know, twisting that knife. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, We've got we've got cousins. It's not unheard of. I'm certain that there's other Templetons.
2: <laughs> but Dr. Templeton, I, I don't understand. What are you doing here?
0: Uh you know, he he uh he composes himself and you know, stands tall and uh he says, uh, a long time ago, uh I brought a girl here. <gasps> and uh To kill her? I <laughs> to to kill he says no to to ask her to marry me
2: beth cuts him uh, off and was... says oh, she said no
0: and then you know he he, he you know he's visibly upset with this Sonia. like he like you can and more so than a person should be you know like 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 he is everything in him is just like keeping it together right now uh because of you know and he sort of points so that he doesn't have to say it, you know, that you are, you are correct. And he says, uh, uh, you know, she took this ring and he pulls it out of his pocket and he says, you know, she threw it right through that screen. And, you know, in that day, my, my heart was shattered. And I'm ashamed to say that I have not been able to leave this place since. Oh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's trying to keep it together, but, uh, you know, uh, he uh, he he's he's still not
1: okay. You ever heard of dating and, around, Doctor?
0: Uh, place that a classified
1: was, a nice gentleman like you. He's, you can move uh, on in a moment. You
0: know, I he, he that, that that's kind of how he got here. You know, but then he met he met the 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 perfect girl, and they came here for vacation, and uh, it all just you know clicked. Everything was perfect here we were going to stay farm pumpkins open to b&b that
1: seems <laughs> and, to be uh, a running theme in this town
0: yeah well uh for good reason good reason as well but uh you know uh I could have been a doctor in town that could have been my thing too uh you know my ex you know my ex-girlfriend she uh you know, she had some opportunities to help out. She had done some stuff that would have been valuable in the mine, of course. So, uh, you know, she could have done that. And we could have had a nice little life here in town. Could have done whatever we wanted.
2: Beth sidles over to him and kind of gently pats him on the arm, comfortingly. And says, how how long have you been here?
0: Uh, he, um, you know, he, he, he's comforted by your... Like he's not freaking out or anything, Sonia. But um uh he, he says he's not quite sure. Um but he, he does know that it's been a while. Uh and it's been a while even since his uh you know, his little brother came to see if he could find him. So it's been it's been a while. And, uh, he, and then, did you, you know,
2: hide from him when he came?
0: Uh he did. Uh because he thought uh, you know, maybe you know he's expecting to find him be successful and you know all those sorts of things so he couldn't face him so he, he just chose to hide in the vents instead but uh, you know he is uh, he's, he's
1: quite concerned about leaving Debbie's like I have heard of agoraphobes such as yourself um, <laughs> and I think you need to talk to someone But you cannot be staying here. A diet of popcorn alone, that'll impact your colon.
0: And with that, we're out of time this week, folks. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our special RPG episode of Spoiler Alert. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, My players, Sean and Sonia, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 and rebroadcast on Fridays. Uh, and it's available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at Spoiler alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. See you next week, and My Electric is coming up next.